What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have a special guest today sharing her story um, about how she is using her pain, you could say, using her pain and turning it into her purpose. She has such a powerful story. She is a cleft mama times two. Her name is Alyssa Messick. She's a wife, has two little boys, Jack and Jet. And she has gone from just complete like struggle to feeling like, holy crap, how am I going to deal with this? How am I going to do this? I can't to using that feeling of almost hopelessness to empower her to help other women. And it's such an important message and such an incredible story to hear. So I'm going to turn it over to the conversation so you can hear her full story. We can dig into the conversation, but this, even if you're like, well, that's not me. Everyone's going to go through struggle. Everyone's going to go through trials. Everyone's going to have something that goes on and you can hear how we can use those things to not only help us grow, but to help us make an even greater, more powerful impact on this world. So let's turn it over to the conversation with Alyssa. All right, Alyssa, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to chat with you. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Of course. Okay. Before we dig in, I want our listeners to know your story. It's so powerful. You're such an inspiration and let's start there. Just tell us about, just tell us about it all. Yeah. So I have two little boys. They were both born cleft affected. They are now two and four years old They're I'm going to just start this all out with saying that they're thriving and doing really, really well. Um, we are still on the cleft journey. I like to make that clear also, because I think that it's important to know that like a cleft journey is not just something that gets taken care of at three months old, and then you're just good for the rest of your life. Like you have a lot to go through. Um, and it is a journey. So I'm going to just start with my first son's story. I was 20 weeks pregnant whenever we found out about his cleft and no history with clefts in my husband or my family. So it was a complete shock. And I always tell the story, like it was my first experience with mother's intuition because we were at our 20 week ultrasound and we were talking about not taking things for granted and just being so happy that the baby is healthy with the tech. And she kept going over uh, his nose and I just was like, oh, something's odd here. So she went out and then we were gonna meet with a doctor and I had just offhandedly said to John, like, I hope that the baby doesn't have a cleft lip. And um, 
he was like, Alyssa, the baby doesn't have a cleft lip. And so about 10 minutes later, we went into a room and met with a doctor and the doctor came in and she said, so everything looks great. There's just one thing. And immediately, like, I will never forget John sitting across from me. He was fiddling on his phone and like, he immediately put his phone down and I was sitting on the table and I said, does the baby have a cleft? Not having any like history, not knowing anything about clefts at this point. So she said, the baby does. We do think that the baby has a cleft. And so that just, I mean, I broke down there. So um, that was getting the diagnosis with Jack. And um, he was born with a very severe bilateral cleft lip and palate. And so in 2018, he was born and he had quite a road. Like he was born in February. We were in the hospital in and out in March. Like we would go to the hospital for a week, come home for a week, go to the hospital for a week, come home for a week. So it was really hard on my anxiety. Like I just wanted to stay in the hospital as terrible as that sounds. Cause it was like a relief to my anxiety that we were in this safe place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was March. At the end of March, he ended up being admitted. Um, and all of this was because he was failure to thrive. He was having terrible reflux, not gaining any weight. And um, at the beginning of April, we stayed in the hospital from April until June. Oh my so yeah, it was a really long time. And during that time, like he had gone through some really hard things. We, um, you know, like we almost lost him a few times because he was below birth weight at two months old. He had a cardiac arrest and I won't go into all the details of all of that. Um, but it was a really, really hard time. And so during, I had developed a lot of anxiety and, um, just, you know, that life, this is the way life was now. And so we came home and he was on a G-tube 24 hours a day. We ended up working with a really awesome dietitian, and um, he had some other issues that we needed to resolve, like his blood sugars. And we couldn't figure out why he wasn't, still wasn't growing at the rate he should have been growing. Turns out he had um, growth hormone deficiency. So he was put on shots for that and is growing. And like I said, thriving now, but it was, it was a lot to get to that diagnosis because he came home at four months old and he didn't get that diagnosis until he was 18 months. So it was a long time. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Okay. So that's your first baby. Yes. And so you kind of find your groove and get into your rhythm. And then when did you get pregnant again? So that was June. We came home the next May. So Jack was like a year and a couple, he was like 14 months old. So yeah. Then we got pregnant again. We thought, okay, things, life is moving smoothly. Now we're weaning him off the G tube. He actually hadn't even been diagnosed with his birth hormone deficiency, but we found that sweet spot of his sugars being able to stay good and weaning him off the G tube, um, doing smaller amounts of time on the pump. So thought, okay, like we can deal, we can handle this. We're ready for another kid. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of um, stress and a lot of like talk behind the scenes with John and I about having another child because we were scared. Yeah. But I got pregnant and I thought, okay, this is going to be like, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to get healthy, to be in best, the best shape possible for this next baby. And I had been talking with the genetic counselor and seemed like everything would be okay. So in, oh my gosh, it was trying to think of (laughs) the timeline of everything. So that was May. I got pregnant. I found out very early and got into the doctor. And then we had been seeing maternal fetal medicine, like every other week, I think, or every four weeks. And they gave me the all clear at like 12 weeks. Like this baby looks good. No cleft. We're all good. <laughs> so we went back and I'll never forget this either. John was like, you know why? Like, I really don't feel great today. Like, do you think that you can go to this appointment like by yourself? And I'm like, I was kind of annoyed, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, no, I'll come. I'll come. So he came and that is when we got the diagnosis for our second son having a cleft also. What are like, what are the actual odds of that? So I think it's like, I think it's like 3% just to anybody. And then to someone who has, who has a cleft child already, it's like 5%. So it raises by like 2%. Still very slim. (laughs) And, and was the journey with your second son, was it pretty similar? It was so similar and different. Like I will say getting that diagnosis, it wasn't easier. Like I thought, okay, if this baby has a cleft, because obviously we thought about that a lot. If this baby has a cleft, like we know what's going to be coming, but also we know what's going to be coming and maybe this is going to be just as bad. And then I'm going to have another baby and all of this fear. We did know that the baby had just a unilateral cleft lip and we didn't know about the palate that affects eating. So that was a huge thing. And I really struggled during that time. And in that time we had sold our house. We were living in a townhouse and we thought, okay, like we're going to move in with my in-laws and we're going to save money to purchase a bigger home. And that was the end of 2019. So then 2020 happened and that's when Jet was born. Oh, wow. so, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So he was born February, 2020. And then about three weeks later is when the pandemic was declared. And that was like, that's when the lowest time of my life started happening. You would have thought everything before that, but it really was just kind of like the compilation of everything coming to a head at that point. 
Yeah. So you kind of felt like the world around you was like closing in. It kind of was, (laughs) and you were then dealing with all of these things. What helped you the most when you were like, I was at my lowest. How did you get out of that? How did you get out of that? Just so it was July, 2020 and July 20 or July is July is cleft and craniofacial awareness month. So I had been connecting with a bunch of people on Instagram in the cleft community. And there was this one guy who was running a 5k every day for the month of July, Nice. every single morning. And at that point I would lay in bed until the last possible minute. I mean, I had a six month old, five month old, and yeah, I had a five month old and a two-year-old and they had both just had surgery in June. So they both went to the hospital, like one parent policy. So I had to take our one son. My husband took our other son and still living with my in-laws. Like there was just a lot weighing on my shoulders and I would wake up every morning and I would get on Instagram and I would see the little live button pop up. And this guy was out there running a 5k on his phone and he is amazing. His name is Manny, but he was just raising awareness for the cleft community. And I thought that there was something so special about that. And it kept me going in July. And so I had been going through a lot of my own health struggles. And at the end of 2020, I decided I was like, this enough is enough. Like I have to have community. Like I need to start taking care of myself again. I need to get my mindset right. Taking a quick time out to fill you in on my first free masterclass for entrepreneurs. What if you really believed that everything that you wanted to build with your business was possible for you? What if it could be easier? What if it could be more joyful? What if you actually enjoyed the process every single day as you showed up to do the work? Do you think you could be consistent? I think you could. So many entrepreneurs are relying on motivation. They're relying on getting through it. They're relying on the grind. They're relying on the hustle. And then they get burnt out. They get overwhelmed. They get stuck. They lose the joy. And they wonder why they can't keep showing up to build their dreams, to hit their goals. And as I look back over the years on how I've built my business and how we've reached over seven figures annually, there's some things that I've just done differently. And I want to teach you that. So in this masterclass, we're going to uncover some core beliefs that we can help you rewrite in order to move you through those things to a more empowered state. And I'm going to reveal to you my seven essentials that I believe every successful entrepreneur is building their business around in some capacity. So this is going to help you really, really, really identify any gaps that you have, learn how to course correct and help you move through this state of overwhelm, frustration, lack of movement, lack of joy, wherever you are, we're going to move through that and into alignment, into flow, into excitement, into fulfillment, into joy, because I can promise you that is easy to show up for. So get access here at micafolsomfit.com slash seven essentials, number seven essentials. And that'll take you to get registered for the masterclass. And I can't wait for you to dig into this. Okay. Back to the show. So have you talked to Manny? Like, do you know him? I do. Yeah. 
Okay. That's cool. Uh, I just feel like lots of people watch or in, 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 are inspired, but then like, don't ever like connect with them. And I'm like, he needs to know like how much of an impact he made. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, okay. So community is what really pulled you out. And that's probably, and that's also when you got the glimpse of like, okay, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I can either let this kind of like hang over me as like, this is happening to me, or I can let it be this platform of like how I impact and how I help other moms who are dealing with this and struggling in silence. Definitely. And it didn't start as that. Like at first it was just taking care of myself. Like, yeah, I was like, all right, I just have to start something. And I think at that point, I still didn't even make the connection that community is what I needed. Yeah. Even though that's what was happening. And so I started out doing a fitness program myself and just, you know, fueling my body. Right. And so then after that, I was like, okay, well, how many people do I need to help to, you know, make this worth my time? And I figured that out and I was like, well, you know, is it really like about making it worth my time? No. Like if I help one person not feel the way that I felt, that's what this is about. And so then I think this passion for sharing our story really came about and just, um, helping other moms know that it's okay to take care of you too in this process. And it's actually really important. Yeah. I love that so much. I feel like, I feel like we probably have lots of listeners who are trying to build businesses in the midst of everything, life and pandemics and trials. And, and if you don't have that bigger picture of what this actually is, whatever that is for you, whatever business you're in, whatever your, your mission is, whatever impact you want to make, if it's surface level, you are going to get like, so blown to the wayside when life happens, because it's just not deep enough. Your roots aren't strong enough, but I love that. You're like, no, that that's not even what this is about. Like, this is about the woman on the other side who I can just share the message with, who I can help uplift, who I can help feel like she can crawl out of bed again. And when you have that reason, like, how can you not show up for that? That's awesome. Definitely. I love that so much. So have you found like, let's dig into like sharing such a vulnerable story. Has has that been hard for you or has it been something that has, I feel like sometimes it's therapeutic to be able to talk about it openly and things like that. What has your experience been with that part? So writing has been something that always in even going back to childhood has been something that's always been there for me. Like I would just write whenever I had a lot of feelings and I wanted to express them. It's just the best way that I can communicate. So I did share a lot of our journey when Jack was in the hospital and we were going through hard things. I tried to start a blog and it just didn't ever really come to be anything. So I think I did get to a point though, where it was more than just giving updates. Like it was like, all right, now I'm ready to share my story and my heart. And I hear moms all the time talk about, this isn't my story to share. This isn't, you know, this is my child's story. This isn't my story to share. And it's like, I want to say, no, like this is your story to share because you are going through something too. And if you're saying that you're not, you're shortchanging yourself and 
you are really, really strong and really um, have a powerful thing to share. So that's what I want to empower women to realize is you do have a story to share because going through all of this is so, so powerful and impactful. Uh, I love that so much. Oh, I love that so much. I do. I do feel like it's such a, it's such an interesting, just, we like have this way of life now, like social media used to be social media. Like it's my outlet. It's my place to like unplug and whatever. It is just a way of being now. <laughs> like you go to the airport and literally 99% of humans are looking at a device and most of them are looking at social media. Like it's incredibly powerful when you look at it that way in understanding the type of impact that you can make with this platform that is available to everyone. So I love that you're just like, nope, nope. Yep. This is my story. Yes. It's my children. And we're going through this together, but this is absolutely my story. And I get to do with it what I please. Right. And I feel like your passion to just empower other women to understand the value of their own story. And especially the community that you've created around Clef moms and what an incredible, what an incredible like voice you are because, so much. oh my gosh, I just think that's so amazing. Um, what have you found the most joy in as you've connected with other moms who have similar stories and things that you do? So I think just realize like helping other women realize like, Hey, that's me too. I feel that way too. And I'm not alone in this and there can be fulfillment. There can be joy in this journey, even though it's really hard, we can flip the script on that and it's okay yeah. to have bad days and it's okay to be in your feelings and know like this does suck. Like, I don't want my kids to have to be going through this at all. Like some days I just want to sit and cry. Like we were at the playground today and I just looked at my son and I was like, man, like, I just wish you didn't have to go through this stuff. And like, to look at the genuine smile on his face, I thought to myself, like, but he wouldn't want me to feel sorry for him. So, because he's so special the way he is. So to realize those things and know that like, it's okay to have bad days, but we have to find fulfillment and we have to find purpose in something or else that is going to just like take over your life. And that's going to rub off on your kids. Yeah. Ah, that's powerful. Did you feel like, was there like a certain moment or was there something that, was it just seeing Manny starting to share or like, when did, were you really like, okay, I have to talk about this. Like I have to be a voice for this as well. So I think whenever Jet was diagnosed, actually, and I was laying there because it was the maternal fetal medicine uh, ultrasound room and I'm laying on my back and I'm just looking up at this like dark ceiling and tears just start coming out of my, you know, just streaming down my face. And I kind of like laughed through my tears, trying to make myself feel better and um, knowing that it was going to be okay, even if it wasn't going to be okay kind of thing. And I looked at the doctor and I said, well, I guess I'm a cleft veteran. So, I, so then, um, he laughed too. And we all kind of had a moment like, all right, this is going to be okay. Um, but at that point I had known like, okay, God is trying to tell me something that like, I'm going to do something 
with this, with this experience, because I know that there's other people feeling like this and I just want to raise more awareness. I want to help raise awareness for the things that the moms go through. And yeah, so I think that was the moment where I was like, okay, now God's trying to tell me that like, this is going to be a calling on my life. I don't know what that means. I don't know how it's going to happen. And, but I just have to do it. So that's really powerful. How have you found, like, what did your path look like as far as, I feel like this is something really important that people need to hear lots of times they're like, okay, well, I feel this inkling of like, I could do something with this. I should do something with this. I can whatever, but I don't know what that looks like. And then they don't move forward through it. They don't figure it out. They don't whatever, because they're so overwhelmed with like all of the things, Mm -hmm. how is your path kind of unfolded as you just kind of followed those, I call them the heart tugs, like follow those tugs. How did, like, what does it look like? So I think it's so crazy because like I was saying like that was what, like August, 2020. And then I had to go through all of these other things to get to the point where I was like, all right, I'm ready to share in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go through life. Like at that point, if I would have even thought about doing what I'm doing now, I'd be like, there's no way I would, I'm just not ready to do that. And I think that you just have to go into it with an open mind, um, everyday life. But, you know, like I said, I had to go through a lot during that time because I, every day I would be like, I can't do this again. Like I cannot, I cannot have another cleft baby. I cannot do this again. I can't live at my in-laws for another day. I can't, I know this stuff sounds so extreme, but like those were the thoughts that I was having. And so I didn't realize how bad that was beating myself down until one day I just was like, okay, I can't keep living like this. And then that's when like the tiny choices that turned into daily habits that turned into like now this like freaking burning passion that I have to just light the world on fire with this stuff. So I would say like, if you feel like you're not ready, you might, you might not be ready, but life is going to keep giving you the experiences to prepare you and be ready for what's coming. I love that so much. And it's not like you didn't jump full steam ahead into like your passion. Like you just, you said you stepped into like the tiny habits, the tiny choices, like, let's just take care of me today. Let's just do something so that I can feel a little bit better. And then you got the, then you got the urge and the inkling to like share that, help other women feel better, help other women care for themselves. And then you stepped even further into like, I want to share my story. I want to share this. I want to help other cleft moms. I love how it just like unfolds in such an organic, natural way, but it happens by taking action, by taking those little steps forward. For sure. So cool. Have you like, what would you say to someone who's listening, who is like, oh, she's talking to me right now. I know I have a story to share, but it freaks me out. (laughs) Like, I don't know where to start. What would you say to her? Take it one day at a time and really just talk to yourself. Use whatever platform you have as a journal And even though it might feel uncomfortable, think of yourself reading that whenever you needed it and just do it for her. I love that so much. I think so many people 
think in this big world of so many people, like we're so insignificant. Our story is so small. Our, we're no, like, we don't have anything special about us. We don't have anything, but that is, there's like nothing further from the truth. And even if you don't have this huge trial or things that, that you have to go through, like there's things in your life that have been placed in your life on purpose. Mm-hmm. And there's so much power in looking into the details of our lives and being like, why, why was that there for me? What was I supposed to learn from that? How, how have I been able to grow through that? And now, since I have, how can I bless someone else's life? And even if it's not the same trial, a trial is a trial. So if you know how to get through something, you now know how to help someone else get through something. Yeah. And I think there's so much power in that because everybody is going to have big things, big and small, mm-hmm. and they're, and they're going to need someone to lean on. And I just think that what you're doing is so, it's just so beautiful. Like, it's just, it's not easy. It's not easy to put yourself out there, to share openly, to, you know, to, to be kind of at the forefront of what's going on with so many people's in so many people's lives. And you're willing to do that. And I think it's just really admirable. Thank you. And it definitely doesn't mean that like, since I'm doing this now, like I'm never going to face any more trials or like this journey isn't going to be hard anymore. It's just a tool that helps me get through it and help other people get through it too. And something that is there when I need it. And so I think there's something really special about that too. Absolutely. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. Is there anything else you would want to share with not, not just people who are struggling or in a trial right now, but just any woman, I mean, we have dude listeners too, but any, (laughs) anyone who might be kind of at a, maybe at a point in their lives where they're like, I kind of feel like I can do more. I kind of feel like this, whatever. Is there anything that you would want to share with them? I think it just always goes back to looking at your life in the rearview mirror. Like what's worse than doing the thing that you're afraid of is staying where you're at. And if you look back in five years and you're still in the same place, well then like, that's the worst thing. But if you look back and you tried, then at least you tried. So that's what I would say is just keep moving forward. Even if it's just taking a tiny step every single day to just shape into the person that you want to be that, you know, you know, that has been that you're called to be, or that you want your kids to be, um, make it about somebody else. You know, I do always say that too. Like we get so hard on ourselves, like when it comes to doing something for ourselves that, if we're doing it for somebody else, it makes it so much easier. Like, why, why is that? Like, why do we, why are we okay with doing something for somebody else, but we're not okay with doing something for ourselves. And, um, so do it for the girl that you used to be, do it for your children, do it for your future self. And maybe that will help. I love it so much. I love it. Alyssa, where can they, where can people connect with you? Where can they find more of your story and what you're all about and all the things like on social? Yeah, definitely. So right now you can find me at Alyssa M Messick on Instagram. And that is where I share most of the encouragement and, um, just 
sharing that you can have purpose in your everyday life with my followers. Love it so much. Thank you, Alyssa, so much for sharing your story, for opening up, for being such an incredible light. I feel like you're just like a beacon of light in everything that you do. And it's so cool (laughs) to watch. So thank you. Thank you for being on. And you guys, if you have anyone in your circle that is going through a trial that is going through something and you feel like this would resonate with them, make sure you send them this episode so that they know that they're not struggling in silence. They don't have to struggle alone. And I cannot even tell you how life-changing it is to have a community of people to go through life with. I think lots of people try to stay quiet. They they try to struggle alone because they don't wanna burden anyone else. They don't wanna put their problems on anyone else but there is nothing harder than struggling that way. And when you can lean into a community of people who get it, who understand, who are there for you, who want to lift you up when you feel like you can't even stand alone, that they're like, you can't put a price on that. So I hope that you each find a community if you don't already have one, because there's nothing more empowering than being a part of people who just want to help you do your best life. So Alyssa, thanks for sharing that message once again. And thanks for being on, you guys. We will see you back here in another week. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done.